0: Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On The Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Executive Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Angela Percival on our show today. Adventure and justice are the two threads that make up Angela's creative DNA, Evident in her photography is a deep love for wild places and a genuine concern for people. Relentlessly curious, with the stamina to match, she doesn't shrink from storms or suffering. In fact, that's what pulls her closer. She is drawn to the drama, in light, landscapes, or the human quest to explore the impossible and tap the joy that can be found there. National Geographic called her one of the planet's top nine female adventure photographers who are pushing the limits. Angela spent 14 years shaping and shooting the signature imagery that has defined Arcteryx, a global apparel company with deep roots in the most extreme climates and sports. She can conjure stories out of maps and organize expeditions around shot lists. She brings concepts and campaigns to life through her lens. Angel is one of the very few women to have made a career documenting the outdoor and action sports world and is utterly at home skiing, mountain biking, or dragging a team of elite athletes into spectacular and remote settings. She is passionate about catalyzing change in the world to allow women to be the center of their own stories and evolving collective story. At the end of the day, whether she's sitting over the lightboard building stories frame by frame, curating expeditions, or pausing chores to call a beloved friend, she's chasing and championing the most elusive thing of all, time well spent. Welcome to the show, Angela. Angela.
1: Thanks for having me, Kayla. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Not a problem. What an introduction. Holy moly. I am so excited to dive in uh, today's conversation, Angela, with you and and learn about your entrepreneurial journey. My goodness. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. You bet. So before we kick things off, what's really the one most important thing that you want our audience of women entrepreneurs to take away from today's interview?
1: The one thing I really want people to take away is that creativity can be used as a tool as much in photography as it can be in business.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. And so, take us on your entrepreneurial journey. That was quite an introduction. Um, but you know, what really inspired you to become an outdoor photographer um, and launch, you know, your photography business? Walk us through from the very beginning.
1: So, I think for like, if I was to really back it up, kind of into childhood, I love putting together like photo collages, and I did a lot for friends. Um, but from once I moved, so I moved to Canada in 1998, um, and from there I went into graphic design. I went to Emily Carr in Vancouver and took graphic design simply because I loved to create. I also loved magazines and layout design, but I was most inspired by the photography that I worked with doing that. Um, and I think that led me into a job for an outdoor company for Arcterics and using beautiful imagery daily that inspired me to go out and be in the mountains and go on adventures and see the beauty of of the world was amazing. But I didn't actually want to be the person copy and pasting the images. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be outside, like living and creating those images. So Mm -hmm. I felt like the graphic design was like a really good starting point. But then my journey kind of took a different turn from there. I think that we we spend so much of our life working and it can be so short that um, choosing what motivates us most is mm. kind of the best path to follow and at the age of like uh, when I was doing that job I was 25 and I'd already lost three friends to avalanches and I remember mm. getting a call at work one day and the task I was doing was so small it's like when like moving the little registered trademark up mm. and I remember getting that call and thinking you know if this is my last minute on earth this is not how I want to spend it mm. and so it wasn't so much I wouldn't say it was an intentional career shift it was more of a like a mindset, sh- mindset shift about how I wanted to live my life. And um, it can be, lot life can be long, but it also can be really short, especially in the mountains when you're kind of, you know, doing risky, somewhat risky sports. Um, so it kind of pivoted from there. And, and I really worked hard to get outside, taking those photos mm. of real people in wild places, living real experiences. That's what's always, always driven me um, just to be outside. And Hmm. take photos that give me a bit of an emotional buzz.
0: Mm, amazing. You're making me just want to hop on an airplane and <laughs> to <really> go somewhere, <laughs> which is so challenging at the moment. Um,
1: I know, but we can't go anywhere right now. <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah, it, it remains a challenge, but I look forward to that that day where <laughs> I land on the tarmac somewhere exciting. I know, I know. <laughs> so, we can still be in nature, though, which is nice. True, right exactly. Now. Being outside, that can happen in, you know, in many, many different spaces. Yeah, yeah. So what was your journey like as a woman, you know, in the, the adventure photography space, which is, you know, traditionally very male dominated. Um, What was your journey like either having to, you know, really put yourself into challenging um, circumstances, advocate for yourself, push for more women in the industry. Walk us through what what that's been like for you throughout your career.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a really interesting one because when I, I mean, I've been doing it now for 15 years. And so when I look back, it's a lot easier to see what those Mm -hmm. points were. But Mm -hmm. when I was actually in it, and really up until recently, I haven't really thought about specifically being a woman in that space it it wasn't easy for sure but then neither is the journey to become an adventure photographer or start your own (laughs) business or to grow creatively like those are all hard (laughs) things so I was so focused I think on or I guess I've always really been focused on just being the best photographer I can be and I think that really that actually applies to photography in the outdoor world as does the fashion world as it does business like if you just really focus on the product it shouldn't really matter what I never really thought about gender. Like mm. I was inspired. You know, I called them the boys that I looked up to because they were getting magazine covers and they were doing shoots for companies and brands. But I didn't really think I was a girl and they were a boy. I just thought they created amazing imageries, mm. uh, amazing images. And it didn't matter who was taking them. So I think it, it's it been, its it's different now because I get a lot of messages from women on Instagram and I really love it and they you know they've there wasn't really someone especially in the outdoor sports world that I could live up to so I looked a lot to conflict Mm. photographers and humanitarian Mm. photographers because I've always been inspired by how they tell stories Um, but I really feel like I'm at a turning point where I actually have an opportunity to help other women that want to do this and because it's it's there's no playbook for becoming an outdoor photographer it's you yeah. kind of, everybody has a different entrance into it and has different little niches. And so the more I can do now at the, you know, at the age I am in the position I'm in, I think
0: mm-hmm. that's where um, I can help. Mm, absolutely. And I guess step one is, is go outside or <laughs> step one <Yeah>. is to, <laughs> to, go to that space and then product. run with it. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to drill into, you know, the business side of things you mentioned. So, you know, when discussing the challenges that so many entrepreneurs face, uh, particularly women, you know, we look at sales, we look at marketing, we look at strategy. Um, and for you, if your office is, you know, the remote wilderness, <laughs> and you are traveling yeah. around the world and your client base is very different to, you know, to typical business owner that we see maybe in our traditional day-to-day context. Um, what are some of those challenges that you face in your professions and maybe some of those lessons that others could apply, even if it's not as obvious, um, you know, from a typical business owner's standpoint? I think there's lessons to be learned cross industries. So walk us through some of those challenges.
1: Yeah, I think starting just on the on the business side, I think the the hardest thing for especially being an outdoor photographer, is I'm in the wilderness often without power and service, so I have to get pretty creative about mm-hmm. how I then still run the business side of it, and and also like the creativity with the time management portion, mm. because my work isn't done necessarily day to day sitting at a a desk, but so much of the success on a shoot is done beforehand, is in the planning and the mm. strategy, and that's actually the part where um, I've realized like. You know, so much of what I do is documentary, but I can set certain things up for success, i.e. going out and shooting at the right time of day will bring me hopefully better images than shooting at a really like, um, like midday kind of mm-hmm. light. Um, but I think the, my greatest challenge, and I'm sure a lot of kind of people that create art for a living feel this and have um, entrepreneur journeys as artists, is that it's really hard to monetize. Mm. Or just sell your work when it's connected to your name and who you are and, and your art in a way. Cause you feel, I feel I can't speak for everybody, but
0: I'm constantly
1: trying to improve my work. Mm-hmm. And so when I think, oh, that one's not as good as the one I'm going to take in the future, it's hard to then put a monetary value to that. Mm. Um, and honestly, all like my ultimate goal in life is just to inspire people. Um, but sadly, that <laughs> you can't really. Commerce doesn't work that way. I can't really pay my hydro bill and inspiration. So yes. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. At point. I wish. <laughs> oh, if a, only I can pay my mortgage and inspiration. That'd be great too. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a level of, um, that one's been the hardest for me and mm. then, and makes me the most uncomfortable, but I think those areas of like uncomfort are really places you can grow. Mm. Um, and you know, like I work, in a company and I technically work in like the brand and marketing team and, and so I can market anything if it's not, it doesn't have my name on it. And mm. like, I'm an excellent marketer when it comes to Arcteryx and like marketing the products outside. Um, but it's really hard when my name's connected to that. Mm. So I actually haven't found the solution for that. I think being more bold and a little bit and having more courage mm. to do that, um, and just uh, when you talk, when you asked about the male-dominated industry, I think that's actually been the hardest thing as a woman. Like mm-hmm. I find, you know, like my colleagues and a lot of them, are my friends, you know, they're they're very confident in their images and they're confident that their work's amazing. And they also hustle really well to get those jobs or to sell those stories. And and I've never really been good at hustling, but also the confidence, you know, hasn't come because I always just think I can get better. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that's not really a solution, but I would say if I could pass on kind of any kind of learning is just really believe in what you do and believe your work is good Mm. Um, and it will make it easier to monetize.
0: Agreed. So often, you know, and I definitely can pe- think of creatives in my life that have been affected by, um, you know, struggling with monetizing their passions. And, and specifically within entrepreneurship, professions like photography, music, art in general, we see often left out of the equation when talking about entrepreneurship. Um, can you talk to, you know, this specific question and, and really the necessity of, of creatives um, to be a part of the business and corporate conversation and to be more actively in these spaces? I love this question there's (laughs) it's really sparked so many thoughts for me um first off I guess I've never really
1: considered myself an entrepreneur and I feel that title has been reserved in my own mind as um first people that are building a more traditional product or service or business um, Mm. from scratch but by definition actually an artist who sells their work is an entrepreneur so Mm -hmm. I think it's a yeah, I really, I really like that concept, and I do wonder if, um, if more photographers and musicians, and you said as artists or sculptors or potters, sort of themselves in that light, then it might actually be easy to treat your art as a business and to sell mm-hmm. your product, which is so married to who you are. Um, and, I, and I think people in photography, what I think, like fashion photographers or people that own studios, really do this well. But if you're, you know, in a, in a little more of a niche. I think that's a lot harder to do because you really have to go out and sell yourself and your work and your name. Mm. Um, And then the second part of your question was about like the necessity for creativity. And I, I I believe this is so, it's so vital, especially in like corporate spaces. And, Mm. you know, I bridge this gap between an outdoor photographer and having my own business and then working in inside for a company. Um, but I think creativity and like creative thinking is really kind of as I said at the beginning, like I think of creativity as a tool and we often associate creat- creativity with art and arts and crafts and those kind of things, but it can be a tool that can be leveraged even for just for changing processes or um, for innovating like not only your product, because I think that's the more traditional one, mm-hmm. but your business model or how you speak to customers or like, you know, your marketing. I, I technically sit within the creative services team at Arcteryx, mm-hmm. but I think that everybody in Arcteryx could be considered in a creative team mm-hmm. um, because, you know, like Arcteryx is technically a design company. And actually, that kind of makes me think about design thinking too, mm-hmm. um, creativity and using design thinking to problem solve, whether that's me outside figuring out how I'm going to get to a location with six athletes in a hailstorm with a broken snowmobile or something.
0: An average Wednesday. <laughs> 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 in minus 40, which yeah. <laughs> pretty average. Oh
1: or, gosh. you know, bringing a product to market. Mm. Um, and I think that, yeah, I, I really, I love creativity, but I think we, we could do so much more to harness the power of that. Mm. Um in our entrepreneurship journeys, or in a business corporate
0: um, space, completely agree. And and on the piece of you know on, of creatives thinking of their products as businesses and not just as as you know their passion projects or you know on the side I do photography that I'm potentially trying to monetize. Really giving credit to um, you know these businesses and and um, maybe putting some confidence behind those asks. What do you think we need to do um, to really support creatives more actively? Is it a lack of resources, community, etc.? How do we get creatives to think more um, within the entrepreneurship community and, and as entrepreneur support organizations? Is there anything missing that that might be a good call to action?
1: I that, that's a great a great question. I think the the first thing is just to acknowledge it and mm. to start using. You know, I've as as I said, I've never felt really comfortable using the term entrepreneur because mm-hmm. I felt, you know, I look up to entrepreneurs and I read books of these icons, and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm just a little person outside taking photos with a camera. Mm-hmm. Like I even listened to the Stanford University um, entrepreneurial thought leaders podcast mm, yeah. by Tina Selig and 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 I would often listen to that and think, oh man, these people are so inspiring. <laughs> and then how can I take what they're doing in the tech startup world and apply that? To so I always thought it'd be funny mm-hmm. if they knew that I was listening because it was, it's, they're just so different, mm-hmm. but I think the same principles can be applied. But to your question, I think that just starting by or like the entrepreneurial world, just being more inclusive mm-hmm. of what that means. It's not just the, um, you know, the CEOs of these massive corporations mm-hmm. falling within that category. It can be the person at home who's so, making some craft for Etsy or, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, an actual photographer just wanting, uh, just doing a business.
0: I love that. And the lessons that you're learning from those types of podcasts, others are learning from creatives like you. Like, I think that's what's so interesting about entrepreneurship. You can pull inspiration and pull insight both ways, you know, high tech to more artistic endeavors, artistic to more high tech, um, and everything in between. So, that's one of my favorite parts about entrepreneurship. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so versatile, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I, I want to go back to your bio as well, because in your bio, you said one of my favorite lines I think I've ever heard in a, <laughs> a podcast recording that you you are chasing and championing the most elusive thing of all, time well spent. Oh, just goosebumps come up my my arms when uh, when I say that. Um, and I want to understand from your perspective, what is what is time well spent to you? Um, what's included under that umbrella in how you've built your life?
1: Oh, that's a, it's a big one. Um, mm. I feel like my drive to exploring time well spent is, is just, we, we only have so much time. So that's kind of where mm. it started from. And then as soon as I thought, I just had this thought one day. I was like, what if I like led my life with this filter of time well spent? Would I change anything that I was doing now? Would I stay the same? And it kind of, it comes almost from the same mindset shift that I had when, um, when I changed from graphic designer to a photographer, um, just that kind of like catalytic moment, like mm-hmm. people really only change their lives from my experience. Um, it's well, let's say it's harder to change your life dramatically just if you're kind of going every day. But as soon as you have something that happens that's like a life catalyst that mm-hmm. really changes the direction of your life, um, I've seen people lose jobs, I've seen people lose partners. I've, you know, just being in the outdoor world, I have had quite a few friends that have died in avalanches. And every time that happens, it just stops my world. Mm-hmm. And you could at that point take a different direction and um it happens for even things people call it a natural disasters and so i'm really i'm just more curious i don't have any answers yet i'm just really curious to explore what this means and so you know for me um even just like in covid times it's i'll be i'll catch myself doing something and like and this is like a silly example but it i'll be washing out rubber maids and i think is this really time well spent and then instead <laughs> of like no and then i go and call my sister who lives mm. in australia and i'm like those little things or you know is it time well spent scrolling Instagram or mm. is it better just going out and going for a walk and I feel like I have so much to learn in it from women in general but like there's so many part, people around the world that see time well spent differently mm-hmm. and for me it ultimately comes down to I really want to live an interesting life and full of experiences mm. um so that that's what it is to me right now. But I feel like I've got so much to explore. I'm just so fascinated by the concept.
0: I love it. So am I. You're you're definitely catalyzing something in me <laughs> as well. Because I think what's so beautiful about that statement is that it is so unique to each person. That you know that what what time well spent is for me will be very different for you, and and you know likewise with everybody in our network. Um, and it gives you that flexibility. Time well spent building your business. Time well spent resting. Time well spent. You know it has so many different kind of activations points um that it just feels very sustainable um and and something sort of a a a way to live your life that um shifts with the times as well you know time well spent during a global pandemic could be very different than time well spent you know in the peak of uh of your life exploring the world and doing other things so i just think it's it's a brilliant way to think about things
1: i also i think it's like I I love that i love exactly what you said that it's kind of almost like a little internal compass mm-hmm. that you can that you can draw on at any point and I love to um as you said it can be it's so different and so unique to anyone mm. and and I think that that's so exciting that's what makes the world so interesting is that we're all so different and we all um have different interests and we can learn from each other what time we'll spend is to you versus someone else
0: mm. I love it I love it Yes. Amazing. I'm going to put that's, I usually write, you know, my key learnings on a post-it note of, of various conversations I have on this podcast. And that to me is going to be a fabulous post-it moment. And I'm sure will be for many of the women entrepreneurs listening today. <laughs> So, what do you wish you knew when you started? I think I, I love asking this question. Um, that obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. But when you were first starting your journey, um, and and you know you've done so much with with your life, and you've been so inspiring with your career in, in ventures and ventures in photography, what's maybe one thing you wish to share with our audience um, if they're starting a career, starting out of photography, maybe not seeing themselves as entrepreneurs? Um, what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: So I think that, that I'll break that into kind of two parts. First mm-hmm. on just the photography side, in case there's people that are interested in venturing into photography as mm-hmm. a career. Um, and then the second part I'll do is the business. The I would say for photographers, like don't focus on the technical tools, like focus on the creative tools mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter what camera or lens or what year or how much it costs or how many gigawatts it's got. Um, what matters like the most is just how good that photo is mm-hmm. and how, much especially if you want to do it as a living like how much that photo stands out so i think that shoot what you want and not what instagram tells you is popular Mm. um because we can go on and see all these images that get so many likes and i think there's a lot of young photographers that will just want to recreate and i think it's okay to emulate at the beginning especially when you're learning Mm. um but ultimately that's not gonna you're not gonna stand out from the crowd Um, so what, like think about the things that will make your images stand out from the rest and, um, to, to make a career out of it, they have to be unique. They have to be memorable. Like if I wanted to hire a photographer who, uh, who shot a photograph of a person sitting on a hammock in a mountain background, like, I've got thousands of people to choose from Mm. to take that photo for me. But if I wanted something more specific or I wanted a certain look, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot easier, I think, if you just shoot true to what you are and what you want to shoot and what drives you, um, rather than recreate something else. Mm. I guess that can kind of be applied to business and products too. Agree. Um, and then what I was going to say from the from the business side is really believe in what you do. I think I, if I could go again, I would I would really um, focus on just building confidence in myself um, that I could go out and compete with what I consider the boys at the top and that confidence for me has taken so many years um, but I would I think I would have focused on that earlier and I think a way to do that for photographers and is to really just shoot and share and get critique as fast as possible mm. um, I would hide my photographs at the beginning so I'm like, oh, these aren't as good as theirs but I think just sharing and, and getting that feedback is really important
0: Mm, so many parallels, I think, you know, shoot, share, and and, and really get that feedback. <laughs> you know, same for an MVP, same for your business idea. Mm-hmm. You know, everything mm-hmm. really comes to that openness to, to getting feedback from your community, from trusted support, um, and from advisors within your network, and just having the guts to go for it. So I think all of these, uh, you know, are, are potentially photography specific, but can lend to, to every industry and every person who's feeling maybe a little bit insecure about starting their new venture. Um, just Trying to to give yourself a dose of confidence to get yourself going, and then uh, just run with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. And any final pieces of advice, Angela? I think today's episode has been chock full of it. I'm definitely inspired. But uh, any final takeaways you want to share with our audience before we sign off? Uh,
1: I w- I would say the one one thing that is always serve me well and that I really love to do is just to be curious Mm. um to be I'm curious about places to go and shoot but I'm also curious about business and learning and growth and meeting other people and learning from other people um but ultimately for me right now it's that applying the time well spent life to your filter like if you would what would you change and what would you leave the same um and spend out time outdoors as much as possible because the power of nature to inspire is in my opinion is unmatched
0: Agreed. Agreed. So fantastic takeaways to all of our listeners. Spend some time outdoors and uh, think about what time well spent really is for you and, and honor that identification. I think it's also one thing to identify it and another to act on it. So really, um, yeah, build your life more intentionally with that that statement. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angela, for joining us on the podcast today. What a fabulous conversation. Thanks so much for having me,
1: Kayla. I'm super inspired as well.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook resources for women entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rick Spence and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.